What's up guys? Welcome back to the Spin Zone. You're with Malik and Zams. We wish you a happy uh, Bakreed for all those Bakreeders out there. <laughs> hope you all had good biryani. I hope some of you did Kurbani. What is Kurbani? Oh, that's the cutting the board. Cutting. No? Oh, yeah. Have you ever done that? No, no, no. But you've done that once, no? I did that once, yeah. yeah. It kind of scarred me for life, I think. But yeah. I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I feel like it was like an important moment. Hmm. I also want to, but then, may, but then I have a clean streak. I've never uh, killed an animal, nor have I ever thrown a punch. I'm, <laughs> I'm on a big no-kill gameplay. Wait, you've never thrown a punch? I've never been in a fight. What? Wait, yeah. what about with your brother? That would be wrestling and all that, but it's not. No, like, no, but like it never became physical. Fight? Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, dude. Once when he was small, he threw a toy truck at my head. Okay. That's the max. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's not so bad. Yeah. It never went full physical and all that. Yeah, so... I'm on a no... Hmm. I wouldn't mind trying a chicken first, because anyways... I don't like chickens. I don't know. I feel like chicken, killing a chicken is kind of gross. Like, there's so much you have to do after that. Huh. Like, de-feathering it. Yeah, it's I suppose. Worse. But somehow it feels like cleaner to kill a goat. You know what I mean? That's interesting. How is that? I, I don't know how to explain it. It feels like... I think the problem is the chicken is too small. It doesn't really feel like a kill. The disgusting insights to meat ratio is uh, Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, maybe that's where it's coming from. But it's also like, it's just a fucking small animal. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like it's worth killing. Oh. At least like with a goat, you know, okay, like, you know, I'm huh. going to get like a decent amount of food out of this for a while. Oh, like that. Yeah. Because I think maybe in olden times, before we became all very fancy, I think they would just snap the neck, pluck the feathers, throw it in the oven. No, they'd have to remove all that stuff. Yeah, they'd have to remove the insides at least. Actually, I don't know. Do they have to remove everything inside? Well, maybe like the dirty stuff, like the yeah, waste and everything. they have to, they have to. Yeah. I don't think it'll go good. Yeah, they'd have to remove everything. Then yeah. But yeah, man, it was kind of intense, like taking the life of an animal the first time. I think actually, what's what did you call it? Khurbani. Kurbani, huh? Yeah. So like, I think that's like a little bit getting away with it. Who do you mean? Let somebody else do the Kurbani. Okay. You should be in charge of like cleaning it. Cleaning it. That's fair enough. That would be the most dark, I think. Yeah, I've never had to like clean the animal directly, but I've always been around, been watching other people who do it. Yeah. It is a long, arduous process, dude. Oh my fucking god! They take like a day. That's why I don't know if I want to say this, but Mm -hmm. like that's why like. Cow is best. <laughs> Actually, yeah, killing a cow would make the most and sense. I've seen a YouTube video where it's already like been de-skinned or whatever it is, and he shows all the cuts. Oh shit! So that takes a long ass time, mm-hmm. but then he showed like you get so much out of it. He, he cut it and like this is the ribeye and this is the strip loin. Oh mm-hmm. fuck! Damn, that actually sounds kind of cool. Yeah. But it also kind of blew my mind when I like now that I think back to seeing it as a kid. Mm-hmm. I just remember like how much you could eat of the goat. Like every, almost every part of it was you can edible. Also, no? You can make a stew. Huh? You can make, it's called paya. Paya. Huh? Yeah, you can make like a stew out of the Somebody goats. has this in, uh, what's it, Basanbudi, no? Huh? Benargan. Belga. Belga. Yeah, Belga. Who had it? That's what that uh, Shayak was talking. I don't know if he had paya or payasam. Payasam is different. He was saying that paya is, like they have that... Uh, that curry made of like goat. Who, who, ah, then that's paya. 
yeah like you can yeah you can make paya out of the goat hooves you can like use the intestines yeah to make that thing called boti oh yeah you can you eat the brain bheja yeah yeah it's kind of crazy hmm. chicken also we use everything but chicken like how when was the last time you ate like the chicken gizzard oh. never hmm yeah. i've had it once or twice also i maybe this is just a thing in india but like we don't really use the chicken feet for anything yeah, yeah. but in korea i know it's like a delicacy mm. like chicken fried chicken feet i think yeah i think even uh, in like louisiana like southern black culture mm-hmm. they 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 cook pigs feet oh yeah they call it chitlins they call it what chitlins chitlins yeah crazy yeah they cook that have you ever tried that no sounds kind of It sounds like it should be tasty. I think all the weird shit I've tried has all been seafood stuff. Like I've had octopus, then I've had. I still not know anything. No, I think the only weird thing I've had is octopus and ostrich. Wait, was this like live octopus? No. Oh, thank God. Okay. Zero. But how did they like cook it? Was it like a fried thing? It was like normal. It was like you go about cooking like it was like those tiny octopuses. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Yeah, actually, the weirdest things I've tried, I've never tried any insects. At least I don't remember trying any insects. I don't think I've ever eaten octopus. Dude, I feel like I remember Pratik ordered insects on Amazon in college. To Ed- eat edible insects, yeah. Okay. I think I remember tasting it. I think it was bad because I think I think he ordered the cheapest thing, which was the silkworms. Mm-hmm. Apparently, those are like the worst or something. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like deep fried silk worms basically yeah, some shit. Yeah. Wow. And they I don't remember it being good. Hmm. That's actually something I've noticed about like Indian food now which is that I feel like we've kind of lost like parts of the delicacies. Hmm. We only have like very mainstream kind of meat now in India at least in most places. Oh, like mainstream meat you're saying. Yeah, like we get like chicken breast. Yeah. Like that's the most popular part of the chicken. It's also the driest fucking part of the chicken. Yeah. But people go ape shit for that. But then uh, Middle Eastern places they use the thighs and all that. Oh yeah. Like shawarma meat I think is like thigh. Oh yeah, shawarma meat is all thigh. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Fuck, I want to try like making paya once. Just to know what's what goes into it. Like cooking like yeah. I think it'll be feet. I think it's one of those things that will be like a fuck long time. It's like yeah. you have to book a day for it. I I have a feeling is the same well, like was. possibly I it's probably one of those things you have to like slow cook under yeah. and a pressure cooker or something 100%. but man when you slow cook meat that mm. fucking outcome oh yeah. my god fuck yeah actually there's one other thing I want to talk to you about uh huh it's like since you're now like a famous podcast you're a lot of fans and all I just happened to stumble upon uh, like the podcast charts on Spotify. Uh-huh. For for each country I can see like the top podcasts. Oh crazy. So like in India, uh-huh. The top podcast the top podcast is Let me know if you've heard of any of these. Okay. I'll tell you right now it's probably a no. But go ahead. True story bro with triggered insan. No. Oh, and this mera pehla mera original true story bro with triggered insan hai. Ek aise OP show that will leave you in splits and giving you goosebumps. Funny and horror stories. Oh, okay, it has horror stories. Interesting. Yeah, but it's funny and all that. Second is, uh, can you guess the second one? Uh, it'll be 
some AI, not AI, AI is not a thing anymore. It'll be Tanmay Bhatt's podcast. It's the Bhagavad Gita. It's the Bhagavad Gita? Yeah. Wow. What? People who are listening to Spotify in India, the second podcast is Bhagavad Gita. By Swami Agdanand. Agdanand. Then is the Ranveer show, Beer Biceps. Oh, I've heard of this one. But it's not that Ranveer. No, no, I know know who... I've heard of this show before. Mm -hmm. Then fourth is... Krishna, the Supreme Soul. (laughs) Okay. It's not a horror, dude. The horror show by Kuni Monday. (laughs) What the fuck? Dude, this is another thing I've heard that apparently like women seem to love like horror podcasts. Horror horror and crime. Or or like true crime, yeah. I've heard true crime. I mean, true crime also must have some horror elements to it, right? Uh, uh. Yeah, like a thriller feel to it. Yeah. Mm. But that's kind of crazy that in India, two of the top five podcasts are religious. Actually, you know what? That's not so crazy. That makes perfect sense. No, I'm surprised that this is the Spotify charts. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm surprised this is like, if, then what must be the Geo Savan charts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I forgot Geo Savan was even a thing. Yeah. This, this I thought would only be like, you know, horror shows or whatever. Like, I didn't expect the religious stuff to come here. Dude, number six is Srimad Bhagavad Gita. Wow. That's a different kind of Bhagavad Gita or yeah. somebody else reciting somebody the same else thing? reciting it, I think. Then, Hindi audio thriller podcast. Interesting. Virus 2062. <laughs> with Ali Fazal and Richa Chadda. Isn't this? Aren't they famous? Richa Chadda sounds very familiar. The uh, name sounds familiar, but I have no idea who she is. Number eight. Stories of Mahabharata. Stories of? Mahabharata. Fuck. See, there's two possibilities. Either there are that many people in India who are on Spotify who mm-hmm. are listening to this kind of shit or almost nobody in India is listening to podcasts at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. I think the second... Actually, I don't know. Podcasts are relatively... Actually, no, dude. I don't think podcasts are all that popular in India. Because I don't think we have enough time away from other people to like actually sit down and listen to a podcast. But I, that's hardly when I listen to a podcast. I'm only listening to a podcast when I'm traveling, going somewhere. And if you think about it, a lot of people are traveling all the time. For some reason, I still get the impression that people in India just either listen to music or they listen to the... I feel like a lot of people still listen to the radio. Oh no, wait. Dude, I think podcasts are popular. Even like... Um those serialized podcasts like stories mm. I remember at work there was this one guy we we were trying to pitch to one client I forgot their name to be honest but essentially they were this audio, like audible they were like audible and uh, they had a lot of these stories and in multiple languages and they were making bank they were making a lot of money very successful and they were in, in all different different languages they had these serialized podcast things and then monetization model was crazy like you get a certain amount of tokens per month and then for every episode you pay with tokens so that if okay. you want to you'll get five episodes free and then every episode after that you have to pay smart yeah they leave you with a cliffhanger after the fifth That's episode yeah. bastards <laughs> and then one guy at work was using it he was saying it was, you know one story he liked which was what it was in Canada or Telugu okay yeah so I think there might be a market for it maybe yeah I wish I could see the stats here okay wait I found something called the Triggered Show, mm-hmm. which is apparently like some support part podcast for that number one podcast I told you about. Okay. That has 4.8 stars, 3.7k reviews. 
Oh. Yeah, this shit, there's no way to see stamps. No, something else has it. Then we Mahabharata Gata. Prasad Gita Zone. Bengali horror podcast. Rigid and Poor in Hindi. Wow. There must be like a lot of money to be made in just translating like popular works into like a regional language in India then. Oh yeah, apparently that company was paying a lot of people for that. They were especially paying a lot in copywriting. Yeah. Makes sense. Oh, and then number 18, Jolo experience. Number 18? Hmm. Oh, that's still pretty popular for India actually. Yeah. Man, but I haven't listened to a podcast by like either Joe Rogan or Lex Friedman in the longest time now, I think. Joe Rogan forever, I haven't heard. I think the day he went off YouTube, mm. I just gave up on that guy. Because I always used to watch like the small snippets he'd put up. Mm. And I think now all of that is gone. No, but do check this out. United States top podcast number one, Joe I mean, it's also Spotify podcast. I'm sure they're pushing his mm. content the most. Yeah, but people are listening to it. Yeah, I mean, mm. it definitely seems like he's still popular, at least in the US. Mm. But globally, I feel like uh, it's probably died down a little bit, his reach. Unless he's arguing with somebody about COVID vaccinations again. Mm. Wasn't he doing that like a couple of weeks ago? Oh, he, I think he got RFK Jr. on the podcast or something like that. <laughs> he's that yoked out 70 year old, right? Yeah. Dude, fuck, that man looks like a beast. Yeah. Dude, and his voice sounds like it's... He's gargling marbles. What the fuck? It's so, it's, it's... I was trying to watch a video of his actor, I don't know, his voice is so annoying. Like a gravelly voice. Yeah, it was just like it's coming out of a filter. Like, like oh, weird. And then, and also he's a Kennedy, so. Mm. He is going to stand for elections. I'm assuming. I, I I'm assuming. I'm so lost. Uh huh. If I can tell, like four years back, I don't know everything about it when I was involved in like political discussion and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what the fuck is happening at all in US politics. How come you like stepped out of US politics? Because you moved to India or just because of... Just because Twitter just made me lose money. I was just like, I'm done. Dude. Okay. I think I lost it. Yes, I think my breaking point was the Brett Kavanaugh thing. What was the Brett Kavanaugh thing? You remember the Brett Kavanaugh there? He was uh, going to be made the Supreme Court justice. Uh-huh. And uh, some uh, woman from his college accused him of sexually yeah. assaulting her along with two other people. In 1972. Yeah. And because of that, they were saying he should be taken, like, you should not be given the thing and all that. Mm-hmm. And there was all discussion on the right and left. And he was, a, um, you know, on the conservative side. Mm. So, the, the being involved in the discourse around that, mm-hmm. I was just like, I think I'm done. Why? It was that toxic. Or what? It was so bad. I just, I couldn't, I realized that there's no point in doing this. It's just a cesspool. Like, Twitter is just fucked. Crazy. But like, wh- I mean, what were they saying? Like, the, I'm guessing the liberals were just saying he shouldn't be Supreme Court justice. Both sides, dude. One, one side was, like, the liberal side was saying that, like, first of all, her accuser, no? mm-hmm. this happened in 1972. And, how do you call it? She's not sure who else was there. Like, there was nothing. Like, this, if this was a criminal case, it would be thrown out immediately. Like, there's nothing. Also, doesn't the US have some weird statute of limitations yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know if it fell within that and all that. Uh, yeah, there's no way it lasted for 30, 40 years. Yeah. Fuck. And then... Oh my god, it was the... Fuck, the... the 
thing around that like on one side I was like dude Brett Kavanaugh for sure is a fucking rapist 100% 100% there's no argument against it uh, the other side of it was like this woman is clearly a psyop mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's so obvious the democrats have paid her it's like yeah that would have been my first impression uh-huh. that they paid her to like besmirch this guy yeah but there was nothing there was no evidence of that also okay fair yeah, yeah. and then i think and i went through such an emotional roller coaster and then i remember <coughs> i was more on the side of like i don't understand how an unproved alleged crime from 40 years ago should keep you from this job i was on that side i think this woman's accusation does not make sense to me mm. it's like it could have been anybody there's no proof it was brett kavana you think it is <laughs> and uh, and then what do you call it uh, yeah but then i heard her testimony mm-hmm. and uh, in front of congress or whatever and then i when i when i heard it no like just on a pure emotional level mm-hmm. like i believed her oh i was like i think you definitely got sexually assaulted that day but i'm still not convinced that it was brad kavana like there was a lot of gray area around who it was After that I was just like done there's no point discussing politics on Twitter I unfollowed everybody everybody I unfollowed I went on a whole purge and then from then on I've been sports and memes <laughs> yeah dude I have a hot take yeah. about this are you ready for it yeah yeah I think business and politics is just like gossiping for dudes you know how women have well okay I can't say women but You know how there's like celebrity gossip yeah. which is predominantly like by women in the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Now there's a little more men in it. Uh, but I honestly think that business and politics this is the guy version of that. Cuz whenever you talk to like a guy about mm. like politics or anything business related, mm. there are a lot of numbers thrown around. Yeah. But none of those numbers have any grounding in reality whatsoever. Huh. And the second you ask like one follow-up question, you can tell immediately that, yeah, nobody knows what they're talking about. I think that's a more recent development. Really? Yeah. Because I think something happened. I, I, I don't think people used to be this opinionated. About politics. Yeah, I feel like if you went back in time to the 90s and you asked somebody, hey, what do you think of like this guy? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, I, I have no clue. They'd just tell you like, I... it doesn't matter at all to me mm. whereas now you have prepared answers mm. if you go to a college campus i can write down what they'll say when you ask them about trump wow. you can you can go interview them i can write down what they're going to say and it's it'll be like a prepared statement now all of them will say the same thing everyone will have something to say nobody will be like i don't know enough <clears throat> but see that makes sense when it comes to politics but how does that logic apply when it comes to business because if you ask somebody about mm. like how a specific business is doing the opinions are the same everybody has the exact ah. same opinions about something this ties into i feel a, a better version of this take that i've heard is that uh, you know stock market business talk mm-hmm. of like this is going up invest and all that stuff dow jones is the male version of astrology ooh that's good that makes sense it is based on nothing yeah yeah you're yeah. just guessing yeah <laughs> you think all this as no i think oh fuck i think i have saved on my phone the technical analysis yeah yeah, yeah. there was a meme of astrology stars and all that and one guy <laughs> with candle <laughs> candles <laughs> on some graph <laughs> and i think the quote is uh, the price is baked in already <laughs> 
it's already priced in yeah <laughs> that's the phrase yeah man like I, i i don't get it like i sometimes i feel like even i've noticed even when i'm saying something i think about a business hmm. my opinions is matches everybody's which does it seems so odd the thing is what kind of question are you talking about where it's like how is the business doing i'm talking like uh, what does that mean what are they really asking you i'm trying to think of like a good example uh, but like for instance like when apple's like vision os headset came mm-hmm. out See the impression I got after I spoke like a few people is that they were trying to like understand what Apple's play was here, like what kind of markets they were trying to enter, whether this was a consumer product, blah blah blah, whatever it is. Huh. The impression I got is that everybody's read the same set of articles, or the same set of articles have taken this same template and rehashed it. and everybody is just regurgitating those opinions mm. which is why i feel like talking about business with dudes is not that different from like celebrity gossip is that uh, did you find find that in talking to people in person or twitter both both is it okay. both mm. now i feel like since uh, maybe it's also just that it's so easy to like for it's so easy for everybody to have access to the same information mm. opinions also don't differ all that much uh-huh. i think i think you bring up something interesting maybe within a niche mm. things look like how they were when cable used to be there because now things have settled down a bit mm-hmm. where there are like what what do you call it the gatekeepers of knowledge okay like if a new tech product comes out everybody would have seen mkbhd's review yeah yeah i think it's settled down within a niche yeah i think maybe that's what it is mm like i think everybody is seeing like like everybody would probably watch mkbhd's review of the vision headset yeah and that they'd all use those as talking points mm. Mm. like another interesting thing i saw recently is now you know how like elon musk is persona non grata like nobody likes him mm. on twitter yeah i mean uh, compared to where he was like 7 yeah, yeah, 8 yeah. years ago on reddit now, he was reddit's boy yeah he yeah. was like reddit like they were ready mm. to suck his dick at a yeah. moment's notice right mm. and then it started to shift like mm. it started that subreddit enough musk spam yeah and then it slowly like ballooned into something way no, bigger i think it was when he started becoming the world's richest man now possible yeah when But it reached that suddenly all the leftists were like wait a minute he yeah. has money <laughs> i hate this guy wait a minute he's white <laughs> yeah like i i remember all of that happening So now I feel like we've gone to the other extreme. Mm. And now everybody is saying yeah okay this guy has no business sense. He has yeah. no idea what he's doing. He doesn't oh, know how to bro, run a business. According to Twitter, Elon Musk might as well be a Kevin Down syndrome. Like <laughs> he, not, he has not done a single thing in his life to deserve anything else. That is the impression I get from Twitter. Mm. His parents were rich, emerald mind something. I don't know if any of this is true. <laughs> Some shit like that. Like he just bought a successful company. Like oh yeah, I also would have bought PayPal. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he never he never founded Tesla. He bought Tesla. Now that has become very important chunk of news. Yeah. Before it was like no, like Elon Musk gave birth to Tesla in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> the car came out of his asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Now it's like no, no, it used to be what he just bought. Hmm. Yeah. So now like the. Now I have this theory that within a few years that's going to shift again hmm. because now everybody's like oh you know what this guy doesn't know what he's doing what is he doing in business blah 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 so now Tesla shares are also not as sky high as they were okay and other uh, car manufacturers are entering the EV space hmm. 
so now the new spin is this that was this dude's game plan all along okay he wanted other car manufacturers to enter the space uh-huh. he wanted to make it cool for them also to build ev cars and his eventual game plan to make money was by setting up the grid the charging the grid, charging the grid. power grid yeah yeah and that's how he's going to make money hmm. so now this is not a very popular opinion yet hmm. but i feel like within a few years the whole ball will switch the other way hmm. and then it will become again about how musk is like a business genius and how this was his game plan all along and he just psyoped people into thinking like he's a moron Hmm. But this is what he wanted to do. No, but how does it benefit him to for people to think he's a moron? He can just he could just build the grid anyway, cause anyway he had a head start. Uh no. So he can build the grid anyway, but hmm. the grid is not as useful to him unless other people are also building EV cars, which increases the number of EV cars yeah. in the market. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the theory. I'm sure the theory that someone will come up with is that he's. he purposely behaved like he was a moron so that other people would think they have an opportunity in this space and they ah. would also try to enter and like this is the tenuous part of this theory yeah <laughs> this part here <laughs> they'll 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 come up with this narrative now <laughs> you fools <laughs> yeah. i was only pretending to be retarded joke <laughs> 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 is on you <laughs> 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 yeah. No, but the I already heard the take that the EV charging grid is is is. is but see, this is a very recent take now, right? Okay. It's a very recent take, and it's also not a very like vocal take yet. Huh. Like you'll you'll hear it in like small pockets, hmm. but so far the prevailing theory is still that oh, EV cars, he sucks. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how to make money out of building hmm. EV cars. I think this take has been is. I think in the tech world, this take is normal. Because I think I've okay. I've heard this take in MKBHD or might have been Linus Tech Tips, depending okay. on which it's a little bit niche. Possible because yes. I haven't heard this take all that much. Mm. Maybe also because my Twitter following isn't like as tech heavy. Hmm. So perhaps hmm. that's why I've heard this tech this take very frequently. Mine also is not tech heavy at all very much, but for some reason I keep getting these tech thread boys. <laughs> I don't I totally don't know. Thread boys are just like a work of art, dude. It's actually gotten annoying now. I'm I'm getting annoyed by it. Fuck, you're getting annoyed now, yeah. dude. I got annoyed like years ago. I got so sick of I, it. I I'm so tired of them trying to teach me something. <laughs> I don't want to learn. <laughs> Bro, seriously. And the worst part is like when you've been around on Twitter long enough. You will see how quickly like they change tact. Hmm. Like it's unreal, bro. They'll drop everything at a moment's notice and be like, guys. GPT, <laughs> GPT, and all they are really like Glock, Glock three thousand uh, it. Yeah, guys, did you know there's a country called Russia? <laughs> <laughs> you might not have heard yeah. of it. Let me explain. <laughs> uh, this was when they were political geo warfare experts. <laughs> yeah. Then that submarine thing happened. Ah, uh, uh. <laughs> guys, water pressure bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I think I'm just fucking tired of like online discourse. Because I've realized like nobody whose opinion is online, uh-huh. out of that maybe like point zero one percent of them have a valid opinion based on their own expertise. Hmm. Apart from that, they're either regurgitating something they read online or they're just making up shit like on the spot. See, think about what times before where the truth has revealed itself. Hmm. How many times has it been that the truth revealed itself and then everyone is like, "Oh, that's what I thought it was." <laughs> It's like Galileo got hung yeah. for finding out the truth. Like the social media mechanism is, mechanism is like something will rise to the top because everyone agrees with it. Mm. So how often can that be right? Mm, yeah, can't be. 
there has to be like some guy who's been who's getting like death threats for some opinion he has and that's actually the correct thing yeah and I, we have to remember also that 280 characters is still not enough ha 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 280 characters is still not enough but that's why that's why you have the thread boys the thread <laughs> yeah you have to wait into n now dude yesterday i i considered muting the thread icon dude you should i am pretty sure i've done yeah. it the thread icon doesn't show up for me anymore but sometimes i get like meme threads no nah, okay <laughs> that's worth it but it's not really a thread it's just somebody imitating other people <laughs> oh yeah those are pretty good <laughs> yeah do but twitter online discourse i love it when it comes to memes and all those mm. is damn good the funny side of internet is undefeated <laughs> fuck hey, let me see what else is there on the us how did we get to this topic uh, i think we were discussing joe rogan and then jfk junior huh. and uh, somehow it ballooned into this holy shit these us podcasts i've never heard of in my life hey one will be by dak shepherd the number one podcast or in the top 3 to 5 oh i went to uk shouldn't had it states theo vaughn is number 3 wow i guess these guys white guys from the midwest really make good podcasts oh my god rfk junior has a podcast dude wow. he's number 20 on spotify he has his own podcast yeah interesting oh i'm chair expert at dak shepherd hmm number 21 the other thing i thought we could talk about mm-hmm. is like how saudi's been winning the game mm. so if people are not aware the saudi league is just <coughs> dumping money onto players and just creating a league with hype like within one summer mm. ronaldo was the first and i think iniesta also played in the saudi league Did he? I thought he was still playing in Japan. Uh, or it might have been UAE league. I'm not sure. But no, now Iniesta is the manager of. Uh, oh no, is that Xavi? That Xavi, my bad. Uh, then uh, the last year Ronaldo went. Now it's like there's some ten, eleven players too. Very sussly, you know. All the Muslim players from Chelsea went. <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but wait, who went from Chelsea? Who's Muslim? Ziyech. Okay. Uh, who else? Kante. Kante is Muslim. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. And I don't remember the other two. Side note: We signed Mason Mount. No. Oh shit! Yeah, United did yeah. sign Mason Mount, right? I'm hearing it's a good signing, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and with regards to United, also, no, I was, uh, I was thinking, is it immoral for me to support United? Why? Uh, if Qatar buys them. I mean people have been saying they're going to buy them they're going to buy them but nothing's happened uh, right but from what i'm reading like it's just kind of it's a matter of time matter of time situation really yeah, yeah. what happened is that uh, uk billionaire who's going to buy sir jim radcliffe he his plan anyway was to have to buy only 50% oh and keep the glaze on the on the next 50% oh and then slowly keep buying more shares as time went on so like a slow exit and shake just in just this wants you to win so on the whole thing fuck you i uh, probably him who's going to get it then yeah yeah but who decides how okay, the uh, the glazers have to decide who to sell to purely purely the glazers yeah yeah they probably want to sell to the shake yeah they can get their money and get out cuz like yeah i don't and it's already gone to 6 billion wow 
yeah is that the most expensive club in the uk right now might be it might be in the world it, like because chelsea got sold mm. and that was like a huge valuation it's going to 2.3 billion yeah but no big club has been has changed hands in recent times liverpool yeah but that's like 10 years ago oh yeah and that yeah. was also when they were almost in administration or something mm. so like this will i think this will be the biggest none of the big nfl nba teams have changed hands so damn if united gets sold to qatar that will be like breaking news worldwide i think that'll be insanity yeah and it's a proper like autocratic regime that gets whatever the fuck he wants workers mm. and all are dying there in qatar yeah oh qatar is who hosted the world cup right yeah yeah oh yeah all those stadiums mm. yeah so i was debating like am i am i taking part in their sports washing i mean and, you are but so and i have yeah that is my say i i reached that conclusion i was like i am and and what because i when i saw people online were really shitting on it especially on reddit and reddit the red devil subreddit tends to be a lot of like uk people yeah so they were all shitting on it then i thought hmm, let me think about this but i stopped supporting them and really is wait a minute as an english club they've benefited from uk imperialism yeah which oh yeah is, for sure which also bad <laughs> yeah so like what are we really doing here <laughs> So, somehow a united transfer has been made with the money from jallianwala bag massacre in a very roundabout way yeah, yeah sure that pound can be traced from there to there possible yeah so like if you think about it like everything is dirty do it anything the uk has done in the last 30 40 100 years yeah. is dirty as fuck yeah like they have no moral standing or authority at any point hmm I mean to be fair I understand like why the people in the UK are upset about this because to them it's not just watching a football team right they're losing a crown jewel of their culture now yeah it's like a cultural thing for them yeah. it's like it's like a community thing for mm. them for us I mean okay for us also it's kind of like a community thing cuz like when you meet somebody who supports the same club mm. you have like some bonding element mm. but to them it's like a physical community thing like yeah. there's a training ground over there they have the community takes part in it I read an article about Newcastle Mm-hmm. Because the same thing happened with an arguably worse regime in Saudi Arabia. So he was a season ticket holder in the same seat for like twenty-four years. Who? Like some guy, some random dude. Um, and the article was in the Athletic or something, or the Telegraph. He's been going to games. He has a season season ticket holder since he was like eight years old with his dad. Mm. And then he stopped. Like he 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 decided I'm not going to go to games anymore. Um, after the takeover and all happened and he was saying dude all this talk of the all this negative talk against qatar and saudi arabia seems to be mostly online oh yeah yeah because he was uh, when he when he decided then his uh, dad blackmailed him or like emotionally blackmailed him saying what you'll go to games and I'll, only i'll go alone he said like, what the fuck and then so he decided to go once after the takeover was confirmed and all that trading was full bro and people other season ticket holders who he knew because they all have the same seats over years and years and years they're all there wow. some of them had sold their seats to other people but it was still there like so then he was like and then he was he was seeing that 100k people signed the petition that's three times the capacity of st james park <laughs> so to, to, to like you know stop doing this to get the uk government involved to stop this 
and then he was like so, so i got the impression that all this all this hate against saudi arabia was just online hmm. the people on the ground in newcastle are like i just hate my cashpi <laughs> and like i don't give a fuck give us the money 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 just fuck it win the league come on because they they are newcastle have been long suffering fans yeah yeah i think they haven't competed for the league since like 91 or something exactly and mike ashley has really like really fucked with them heavy no transfers nothing like it's been a disaster there that one season in between the zalen pardew hmm. where they did really well no when they had demba ba and pp cc oh, 2011 yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 yeah yeah i don't know they came fifth or something that season hmm. yeah you know like i always was under the impression that okay this would be bad for like the community aspect of the whole thing but if you look at the way like manchester city have done it it seems like it's actually benefited the community more than anything else because now they have so much more grassroots level mm. football that's coming up they have an academy that's churning out talent at a crazy rate especially like british talent hmm so if you look at it that way it hasn't really harmed the community but they were always doing that right who city yeah. at the rate they are now i don't think so dude cities and united's academies anyways were a little bit incestuous okay. because uh, Uh, when city used to be ass and also now united players would sometimes send their clubs like it didn't matter mm. so it's it's always been one or the other so maybe it's improved yeah but mm. i don't know so like the impression i got after reading about what uh, who owns uh, city the city group right or is sheikh mansoor he's uae yeah uae ah uae he's the brother of the sheikh of abu dhabi okay mm. so uh, i mean when i was reading about like the kind of things they've done like setting up like good training pitches especially mm. for like the under 18s mm. and under 15s making sure that they have like good coaching it sounds like they've actually done a lot for the community like they've mm. really established like a good path for people to like try to pursue football as a profession oh yeah yeah i think i think the argument people are making is that all the money that's been used for this is money they're trying to kind of clean But the same was true of Abramovich when he bought Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. But Abramovich was white. Ah, okay. Hmm. I think that you hit the nerve <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you got it. Abramovich was not a filthy Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just a filthy Russian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, yeah. Maybe it is just online, dude. And to be yeah. honest, like when people talk online, you have no idea where they are. Like whether yeah. even they even live in the UK. See, the weird part is Twitter. You- United and is on the side of Sheikh Jassim. Like, please, when are you going to buy the club? Oh, okay. Yeah, Twitter is like they're they're all kids who have had it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're, they've had it. They just want to see Mbappe in a United T-shirt. Yeah, they 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 hate getting ragged in school. Okay. If you're a kid right now supporting United, I feel bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> But so I think they just fed up. Mm. Only online on Reddit, no, where all these uh, Fedora people were. You know, mm-hmm. Only they're like oh, fucking. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just don't see I I don't understand what people say when they mean like clean money hmm. and dirty money. Because hmm. eventually if you trace it back far enough something dirty happened. Ha, huh. see Saudi Arabia is directly funding terrorism. Okay. Their Saudi money Arabia going through Newcastle is is more sus than Qatar for sure. Sure, it is. Yeah. But then every government in the world continues to do business with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So why are the citizens of UK suddenly like, oh bro, you know what? This uh-huh. is the hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> yeah. Not when they were like shooting people. No, uh-huh. this this is the hill I'm going to die. No, on. also they went. Oh, but UK gets the oil from Russia, or no? 
I'm pretty sure they do uh, a bunch of dealing with Saudi, especially with like yeah. arms trade. So like they've been taking their oil this whole time. The government has been. Yeah. The reason any Middle East country has money is because Western countries pay them for oil. Yeah. Hmm. So I mean, in all this time, like nobody was in the US was complaining when their gas was under a dollar. Huh. But like now you're suddenly going to talk about oh you know what they're killing migrant workers and this and that because they got the World Cup. Huh. I don't. I yeah. feel like there's a lot of what's the word for word for it? Um, not superiority complex, but just like this moral authoritarianism that comes from like the West. Oh yeah. Like yeah, yeah, if sure. you live in the West, you believe that you are a good person. Hmm. Yeah. That you do the right things. Hmm. Like there's no question about. I it. think this is that you know that Peter Griffin meme where he's holding up the the he's going through you know border border control like uh-huh. the airport and uh, he lo- he looks at he opens his uh, checking thing mm-hmm. and it has different shades of skin color and it's like white on top and then brown below mm-hmm. <laughs> just like okay and then not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is just the money version of that. Dirty yeah. money from Russia didn't matter. Yeah, hmm. probably. Or maybe it did matter to some people back then, but within like a few years, nobody mm-hmm. cared anymore. Yeah. Then it became about how Chelsea is trying. I to have the impression that Chelsea fans in in London are mostly like old people. Mm. They're a little bit older, I think, is the impression I have. So yeah. they clearly don't give a fuck. Also, Chelsea is like a club that's supported by the very posh people of London. Yes. Because it's in North London, mm-hmm. Chelsea and Spurs, mm. and even Arsenal for that matter. Chelsea is. I don't know. It's it's North London, but it, I think it's slightly outside. It's in Fulham, which is a very posh place. Oh. And but Tottenham, I think that area is a little sus, sus actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I know Arsenal and Chelsea have like a posh crowd. Hmm. Arsenal definitely does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if they have an older crowd, they don't give a fuck about all this like woke shit and all that. Like mm. all this money is dirty. <laughs> They're like, how can I get some of that? <laughs> yeah. What time are we at? No, we have time. Ah, keep on. Oh, also, uh, speaking of like online subreddits mm. and like the soccer stuff. Oh yeah. You've probably heard that uh, Apollo is shutting down. Yeah, yeah. I was following the whole thing from the announcement. Do you want to explain what Apollo is? Because okay, I don't yeah. know how many people in India use it. So like it. all of you must have heard of Reddit. It's like this online forum place with subreddits, and now it's very famous uh, all over the world, and. They have they have an app on their phone, and that app is like pure garbage. <laughs> it's horrible. So, Reddit used to give an API where you can where third party apps could be made, and those those apps could just call the Reddit content through the API and serve it for you in a much better way. So, third party Reddit apps are really famous, and the most famous iOS third party Reddit app was Apollo. So, Reddit decided to make this decision to start. charging money for the api where previously it was free so people were like okay this is fine because reddit needs to make money i guess and you know cool let's see how much they charge and i don't know i forgot what the number was but the impression i got is that what they're charging is 6 billion per per second <laughs> just fuck you <laughs> think the actual number was something like 12000 per month like to put it in perspective that apollo guy i think he would have had to be paying millions to reddit per month possible it would it would have gone into that so basically what reddit did is all third party apps have been killed and they have done it in a very sus way like they they first promised that the api pricing would be sensible based on reality they turned their back on that 
then they spoke to this Christian Zelig who was the developer of Apollo and accused him of being hysterical and all that he pulled a gun on them he tried to fuck <laughs> my wife and all that and then <laughs> guys welcome to the spin <laughs> zone <laughs> and, and Reddit yeah and then Reddit was like being really sus about it and then in protest a bunch of subreddits went black which basically means that the moderators of that subreddit turned it private in protest um now the reddit ceo you heard the news that uh, they gave the announcement that any when it became clear that reddit ceo was not going to do anything about it he went on the news saying i don't give a fuck you all do what you want when it became clear it was supposed to only be for like 2 3 days but then it turned into indefinitely and then uh, reddit ceo was like any moderators who are still mods of private subs will be removed and they'll replace them mm. so it's basically over and today is the last day today was the last day that reddit api would still be free and so apollo is dead yesterday was the last day yeah uh, yeah i think in us time that's why it was it's still all oh, right yeah yeah that's why here it was still work it was i think till late in the night yesterday even yeah hmm. so yeah what what is your take on it uh i mean i think it's fucking bs that they killed off the third party app hmm A part of me is kind of wondering if like this will be what will force me to like sp- stop spending so much time on Reddit. Mm. Probably the one mm. silver lining out of this. Perhaps. Yeah, but I I fuck I don't understand their reasoning for doing this. Maybe it was to increase adoption for their own app so they they can push more ads because for the longest time I didn't even know Reddit had ads. Yeah, they do. Because I use the Brave browser which blocks mm. ads yeah. and I use Apollo which also yeah. doesn't show ads. Mm. Um the pricing obviously it was just a basic fuck you to it the guy fuck you, yeah and uh, the what i've been hearing reading though is, is the reason that they've done it is to prevent api access to their data that could be scraped by llms okay so that llms can't be tuned fine tuned on their data or trained on their data hmm. uh, apparently that's what they're trying to prevent and that's the same thing twitter was also apparently trying to do i don't know how this true sounds that like this It might be true though, because the most valuable thing to train an LLM is a data set. Okay. So if you could train an LLM on a very specific subreddit, it mm. might it might be of value to somebody, right? Oh, okay. Because there's so much information in there. Mm-hmm. Which subreddit that is? Honestly, I'm not sure. For instance, if you decided to train it on like the soccer subreddit, mm. and you pushed the output of the LLM that was prompted through like a voice generator, mm. you might have like a sportscaster, like an AI sportscaster, okay. potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how useful that would be. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The soccer subreddit one would not be useful at all. Okay. <laughs> but but I see what you're, I see yeah. what you're saying. I was just imagining what that commentary would have sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> see, but that guy would have been saying exactly what people wanted to hear them. Yeah, it is on Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. So I don't know. I mean, but even that kind of sounds like BS because you could also just as easily ensure that you have third-party developers sign a contract with you. Hmm. You vet everybody who has that API yeah. access. I don't know. I don't know what the end goal was there. I fuck. It doesn't make any sense. Like why they're doing what they're doing. Like they want to increase adoption for their native app that badly. No, in the native because the native app has ads and the native app has the store where you buy coins. Oh, a significant okay. part of Reddit is you know the, the awards you see. Yeah. So why not set up something with the third-party developers saying, okay, we're going to push this through your apps and we'll pay you some remuneration for it, hmm. and then you can offer it as like a 
pricing tier to your users like you can yeah. pay so much and like not have to deal with any of that apparently the uh, the the ceo was saying that reddit is still not profitable that's not surprising honestly yeah, yeah. so so then that's why people were yelling at him and i think that's why he didn't give a fuck it's like i don't give a fuck what you say like it's not a profitable company i'm tired of this thing. and he's been there from the beginning yeah he was he yeah. co-founded it yeah so i bet he kind of wishes he taken his money and left now hmm i honestly think reddit will be fine yeah i don't think anything will really two years from now this will all be ancient history yeah i feel like that's another problem with the internet like hmm. short term memory is just i i just don't think that many people care I think OG no, Reddit does care. Yeah, all, all the subs when they opened back up, when I saw people were like, they just didn't know what was happening at all. They had no idea what's happening. Mm. Neither did they care. Oh, yeah. They didn't even know what was happening. All the big subs, no one gave a shit, dude. They were just, they just wanted to post political compass memes and all like, like it was just, it was fine. Crazy, cause. Oh, okay yeah maybe it was just the people who've been there since the beginning who were there since like the previous design on the website mm. maybe they were the ones who yeah. but fuck i don't understand how people even use that website of the app dude it's just trash like it's so hard to do anything i don't know it just looks ugly dude like, today morning when i woke up you know i was looking at the reddit app mhm i was just like i threw it away dude i was like, I was like, what the fuck is this, dude? And this, there'll be like be a random ad in the middle of it. Fuck. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, even now, I don't really see how Reddit is going to make be profitable. Mm-hmm. Like that just doesn't see, on add the one up. Hand, Reddit is the only social media platform whose user base has not peaked yet. What do you mean? In all social media platforms, they have a graph of like your number of users. No, Reddit's number of users is a straight line up. Really? Yeah. It's still increasing. What about Twitter? Even theirs must still be increasing. That I don't remember what it looked like. Hmm. Maybe that is. Yeah. Because the only ones that I know that might actually be dying are Facebook. Hmm. Um, Instagram, I don't know. Instagram, I think, is popping off. Yeah. That's okay. the genius move of blocking TikTok in India. Mm-hmm. All the quote-unquote young people, I see them browsing Instagram. Yeah, because they that's don't the, have TikTok. That's the app they open up. Oh yeah, that's actually true. Mm. That's enough, bro. You can make a company like that. One point three billion people here. Yeah. Five mil is like it's the entirety of Europe. Europe's population. What? I think five five hundred million. Ah okay. Mm. Wait, that's the entirety of Europe's population, 500 million. This some straight blabbing. Okay. It sounds correct. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it makes sense because I think the US's population is also around that much. US is 330. Oh, it's not 500. Okay, it was 330 out in when we were in college. So maybe. Okay. Yeah. So maybe like 350 400 now. That's fucking crazy. I think you don't remember net neutrality. Oh, yeah, whatever happened to that? We lost. No, but what did what like what happened? I forgot what net neutrality was even about. Basically, if you are an internet service provider, uh-huh. you uh, can't block certain websites. Not just block, but you can't throttle it. 
for example netflix caught you know speedtest.com yeah yeah they were throttling certain websites yeah. or they were oh. boosting the oh no it was uh, verizon had its own streaming platform and verizon was also an isp hmm. so they were throttling netflix on their uh, routers hmm yeah because they didn't they want they made it slower ah uh, that's why netflix released fast fast or yeah and speedtest.net also was showing that they know the internet hmm. whereas fast would reveal it and um Yeah, and so then, yeah, so the the internet lost. There was all out war and all that. Mm-hmm. The internet lost. So what what does that mean? What did we lose? So now, if um, does Geo own Hotstar? No, no. Geo Cinema. Geo Cinema. Ah, this is a very good example. Geo is your internet provider, isn't it? No, yeah. not here. But we can assume it is. Okay, let's say Geo. <laughs> Geo is mine. Geo is okay. my internet provider. They have a streaming platform now, right? Called Geo Cinema. If they wanted to, they can throttle Hotstar. Okay, I see. Actually, on the other hand, India, I don't know what the fuck is there, <laughs> but in US, like they okay, they I get what you mean. Yeah, they're allowed to do that. Okay, in India, I don't know how it works. I think ISPs can do whatever they fu- whatever the fuck they want. Net neutrality is like every packet is treated equally. Yeah, that was always a losing battle. I mean, you can't just can't fight people with money, dude. There's mm. no point. You know, at some point, I feel like the people on the internet are going to learn. Like nothing we do here really matters. Yeah. It's just we're all making noise. Mm. But I feel like it doesn't really like happen. Like people still think that if they just are loud enough, mm. something will happen. Or they just want to feel useful. Maybe. And it might also just be performative. Like. I think the most performative thing I've ever seen, the most useless thing in the world I've seen is change.org. Is who? Change.org. What is that? You oh, know, that's that petition. That petition thing. signing thing. Is oh. there a more useless website? Yeah, I don't know. Like the only time I hear about change.org is when I hear about people saying that we've signed this petition with like two hundred thousand signatures yeah. and blah blah blah. It's it is the definition of performative activism. It yeah. does nothing. Yet people will sign it and they just want to feel like as if a hundred years from now, no, when. But now, right? If you see, there are pictures of people in the seventies, black and white pictures of like white people hosing down black people and like sicking dogs on them, mm. like running at them. There's like angry white lady being like "fuck you" and all of this. Pictures like that. Everyone now just wants to make sure they're not that person. Oh, so they say, like, "Yeah, bro, I signed that petition, bro." Dude, when dude, when George Floyd died, bro, I almost set my house on fire, right? Like, you know, I signed a petition. Like, I put the black square on my Twitter, Instagram. Oh shit. I was not that lady in that photo. I have been on the right side. I have been on the right side of history this whole time. Well, wow, you think people really care that much about being on the right side of history? Dude, for sure, dude. Uh-huh. It's eighty percent of people online. Eighty percent don't give a fuck. Things like change dot org prove that. Wait, eighty percent don't give a fuck or do give a fuck about They being? Eighty percent do not give a fuck about being on the right side. Um, no, about like what they're actually be supporting. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. okay. When do you remember the Twitter black squares? Uh, what was that for? George Floyd. I remember that on Instagram. Yeah. I remember a bunch of oh, people sorry, put I mean, that up. I mean Instagram actually. Yeah, Instagram. I remember a bunch of people put that up for like a day. Yeah. And then it went away. Yes. And yeah, that was it. Mm. Yeah. You know, this might lead into like why I feel like I've gotten more annoyed by this phenomenon of people being willing to talk but unwilling to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I maybe it's a social media thing, but I feel like now there's more and more people who, like, they know the right things to say. Mm-hmm. They're always they always say the right things in the right situations. 
like the everybody is like very hyper aware of like context and like mm-hmm. okay in this context you can say these things or yeah. you should say these things mm-hmm. but i feel like the moment it comes down to like actually like doing the thing everybody just falls apart is this across topics or like you are talking about some specific topics like activism or uh i think it's across topics like even online if you look at people who say they want to make money hmm. i feel like people want to talk about making money hmm. money more than doing something to make money uh-huh. and i know examples of that in real life as well hmm. cuz talking about doing something is way more exciting than actually doing the uh-huh. thing no so i think because online youtube twitter if you're consuming media that's not with somebody talking in front of you their job is talking hmm they don't have they they can you can make a career on just talking about doing the thing so oh, yeah it has never been about doing the thing online yeah maybe yeah even like motivational speakers their job is motivating you to do you, you do something <laughs> my job is to do my job is to motivate you yeah <laughs> if you keep doing stuff maybe you will be like me one day oof my god yeah I see how rich I am. <laughs> yeah. And I it never strikes them they're rich because this ticket was two hundred dollars. I'm sure they think of it. I'm mm. sure, dude. I'm sure they know what they're doing. Mm. I'm a hundred percent. Oh, not sure. the speakers. I'm talking the audience. Oh, you think the audience isn't aware of what's happening? The audience feels that what they're doing, what like what they're saying, is important. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And there's a. I don't think it's as sinister as you're making it out to be. Which I think is? it's like I think there's just a small dopamine loop that exists in everyone's brain that likes thinking about doing stuff. Wait, sorry, what is I making sound sinister? Um the that people are just talking a lot. They just it's all about talk and no one does anything. Oh no, I didn't mean it like in a sinister way. Huh. I meant it I, like I was actually going to follow that up with saying that this might not even just be like a social media thing it might just be a people thing yeah and yeah. it's just amplified because of social media hmm. but i get what you mean about the dopamine loop yeah. like i can see it in myself also hmm. like it's just so much nicer to talk hmm. about doing something than to actually like do that thing dude yeah cuz the second you start doing that thing is like fuck yeah i have to do it now i think the best example that i have is is like developing hmm it's like you have an idea to make something and like it's exciting and then when you have to set up the environment mm-hmm. there itself on out like <laughs> <laughs> i remember at work uh-huh. i was trying to learn jenkins okay and it was already installed on some work computer but i was trying to install it on mine so then i was i was trying to do it and i was just like it's not working this <laughs> some shit is there i i have some version of windows for which i wrote the command line and do some extra repository docker in my ass at work <laughs> <laughs> some shit i was just like fuck it <laughs> Dude, setting up an environment takes all the fun out of development. Like, yeah, dude. Actually, uh, development is really not that much about writing code. Yeah, like that's a very small portion of it. Mm-hmm. And even writing code feels good because typing feels good. In in hindsight, after leaving the space and AI coming, it things make a lot more sense. What do you mean? It strikes me as like you are always in this. Okay, the best way I can say it is. AI writing the for loops and if loops or simple types of code for you now it's striking me as like of course yeah. why are we ever doing that yeah <laughs> like there's no reason yeah. for us to do that i remember i had an if loop that's like fucking 15 uh, levels long 
okay it was it had to be very specific like that mm. because each thing had to be compared to a particular query mm. that came out of a database and all that mm. so it was like why did i do this <laughs> yeah i know the problem mm. i know the solution <laughs> this middle part i just i should have just told like <laughs> yeah do you also feel like when now it's like oh obviously any i should be doing this uh yeah honestly mm. i mean to be fair the ai tools even now don't do it very well mm. but yeah dude i can't fucking wait for the day where i, where I don't have to sit down and fucking type every character mm. out i don't want to i already know what i want for example technically you're a system architect no so like you should sure. be able to draw yes an architecture and, and have then, that and then there should be like a red, oh 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 dude i got it <laughs> okay. oh my god what just are you ready to get a billion dollars yeah, okay. right now okay yeah, you're going to be a billionaire yeah. right now okay dude the computer science version mm-hmm. in the future mm-hmm. there will be the computer science version of katia that they tried to do that thing earlier what yeah Who did that? in the early 2000 you know what the uml diagram is a uml uml UML. unified markup language okay huh. so like if you de- draw like if you take like a small simple system you want to design and draw a flow chart for it yeah you would say like okay here's where i'd have like a control loop uh-huh. here is where my entry point for the system would be uh-huh. here's where i'd have like a bunch of like conditionals mm-hmm. and here's where i'd have like a decision tree mm-hmm. so on so forth and you can like lay it all out now all that's left is for it to be implemented in code hmm. So they tried this idea where they said like you just need to draw the UML diagram and the code will be auto generated for you. And they tried the this 2000. in the early 2000 they tried this. Okay. And it was garbage basically like it never worked. Uh-huh. So I'm sure there's somebody working on that idea right now which might actually turn out much better now that we have AI tools. Yeah. But uh we'll see. I mean that might require like a very specific data model being trained on UML mm-hmm. diagram to code. so think about the tran- think about what it was in the past hmm. in the in the mechanical engineering sense yeah if you were to build a prototype you'd have to fabricate it bolt it together assemble it by hand see the prototype and then kick it and see what it takes yeah and now in katia you can just stick it together assemble it and think about how katia shows you like a red line hmm it tells you that this is not physically really possible yeah and then you can do stuff with it and then you can do the answers diagram and all that and see how if it was the factor of safety and all that so i think code is starting already from an abstract place mm. and then i think there should be the katia version of that the only difficulty with that is um software changes a lot more so like for example let's say i designed like a like an um what's a good example let's say i designed like something simple like an angle bracket that had to bear like a certain amount of load oh, and open like and angle. yeah uh-huh. like an angle bracket uh-huh. like a simple angle yeah. bracket it had to move between these angles and it had to bear like x amount of load hmm. once i've designed that angle bracket that angle bracket is going to move between those angles and it's going to bear a certain hmm. amount of load tomorrow no one's going to come to me and tell me bro you know what this angle bracket it actually needs to learn how to fly now But, okay like nobody's ever going to say that Hmm. but with like it's an extreme example but like with software systems that happens quite frequently like you design a system for something and then you need to make like subtle changes to it but those subtle changes to make them effectively you need to understand how the intricacies of the system work hmm. and to understand how the intricacies of the system work i just don't see how you could do that with just an ai tool because then how do you verify that the system actually works hmm. that's the tricky part 
like even today i can get code written by an ai too hmm. but how do i determine that the system works as expected isn't that just testing testing yeah that is just testing but now tomorrow i need to change it hmm. i need to change it in very subtle ways hmm. now again i need to think about like okay this system changed the way it works slightly now the tests also need to encompass like a whole new set hmm. that's very difficult actually okay it's very difficult to try to understand how your code is going to break it's mm. way easier to write the code mm. but trying to design the limits of your system yeah that's the very tricky having part. your code base pass all the tests for it to go to live is a whole another fuck fuck shit there no that's not mm. what i mean mm. i'm saying that writing the code to like do one specific thing is easy mm. but trying to understand the limitations in the edges of your system mm. that is the very tricky and hard part mm. So I just don't know how much AI tools are going to help with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. these systems keep changing, they keep evolving. So now there mm-hmm. are new dimensions to it. Yeah. Or forget not new dimensions. I'm just not fully convinced of why this is not solved by just more tests. <laughs> Because okay, this might be a simplistic answer. Because I think testing is actually very hard. Okay. it's actually very difficult like people when they think about testing they say okay i need to click this button and see that this happens mm. that's an example of a very simple test mm. uh the kind of testing i'm talking about is like the like if you had like a let's see if i can think of a good example um let's say you had like a multiplayer online game okay okay and in this online game uh because there are so many different players involved let's say it's something like dota So here causality really matters like mm-hmm. what action preceded which action. Mm-hmm. So you might have like a very subtle bug which happens only in a specific scenario where a specific set of actions happen in a specific causal chain. Mm-hmm. Trying to find that edge is a fucking nightmare. And huh. I actually think it's harder if you don't know the code. Hmm, this brings up an interesting point. because i agree with you that if you know the code you'll be able to break it because, because it gives you like some sort of mental map to because how you know it works. on the yeah. other hand gamers find bugs way better than uh, developers but that's because there's so many gamers yeah there's so many people playing that the game numbers, yeah. they spend so many hours on it yeah and now think about it all those developers couldn't find it which means that that code base must be very tricky to get through but if that code base is like the best mental road map mm. somebody has for how the computer mm. works Then this is actually very interesting i feel because i feel like you might be right mm-hmm. but i'm thinking is there a solution because i actually think i might be wrong huh. because i think i'm just too i'm too into it to step outside and see mm. to because in my head the way i think about how the computer works is through code mm. i can't picture like a better mental model for it like in my head if somebody could give me like a visual way to com- see how a computer works or see what's happening in the mm. system that would be easier but i've never seen a good example of that the uh, there's an interesting thing to this which is uh, the developers they'll bug test their code and all that actually first of all nowadays developers don't bug test anything yeah. but assuming they do uh, they'll try to do as much as possible but it'll go out and there'll always be a 50 gb day one patch because the amount of user base playing it will just reveal a whole bunch of other bugs that no one could have thought of yeah okay so that developers don't have any chance because it's just people doing random shit but I think a change of perspective can help you find these edge cases better. Mm-hmm. And a community that does this regularly is the speedrunning community. Ah, okay. 
the speedrunning community tries its best to break a game mm. and if you see any speedrunning video no of of him trying to beat something or trying to get a new world record or something like that or if it's a new game he'll st- he'll keep doing the normal stuff mm. he'll first jump then you know okay fine let me jump and run then maybe cancel that jump animation and then do a backflip mm-hmm. they have a set of things yeah it'll be like right. a hacker trying to yeah, handle yeah, yeah, yeah. makes sense To be honest, I feel like if anybody is going to figure this, like any industry is going to figure this problem out in software, it will be the gaming industry. Because hmm. they are like so far ahead of the curve that they will definitely be the first ones to figure this Why out. Why do you say they are ahead of the curve? I mean, it's like a, it's like an accepted thing that the typically the best developers are the ones working in game, game development. Like really? the smartest ones. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. The game development is very These difficult. are not the designers. These are the people implementing the yes. back-end type engines. Yes. Uh, they're typically not like building the engines themselves. Mm. They're the ones utilizing the engines to build the game. Okay. But yeah, typically like you'll find the best engineers working in uh, gaming companies. Which is why Elon Musk had that thing that at uh, Tesla or SpaceX, they would try to hire as many gaming engineers as they could. Game developers oh. as they could. Because these guys have to, I mean... they don't have to deal with real world physics but they have to deal with the physics of their simulated world hmm. so they're used to thinking in terms of like certain sets of constraints okay and they know how to design and work around that hmm. so yeah these guys are very fucking good dude that's why every hmm. new development that usually comes into the software world it's usually been in like the gaming industry for a while it's oh, like an accepted yeah. practice that's so it. ironic because game developers i think suffer the most they do yeah they work the longest hours they work the most stressful hours they get really butt fucked bro yeah and, and they the don't get paid that much exactly and but a lot of them work just out of passion and that and the worst part is even the community that they're serving also is very Toxic sometimes well. hostile towards them yeah like what the fuck is taking so long yeah but uh, typically like the best engineers are the ones there wow, they come wow, out of I the gaming companies yeah. i knew they were good But I didn't know it was like this. They they're probably the best dude, among Fuck. the best. Yeah. Like maybe not in terms of like just raw knowledge. Mm. I'm sure they don't know as much, but in terms of like being able to build, design and implement things. Problem solving. They're up there. Like they know what the fuck they're doing. Also, I think when you mentioned that they have to think about simulated worlds with strange constraints, with the physics of that world. That yeah. world, yeah. I think I remember like I think in most of these engines, no. Mhm. If unless either you can have a simulation that's exactly the universe and that will work or if you have a less fancy version of it like it's not perfect you have to do stupid things mm. like in the phys- in game engines no there's no particles there's like a hit box mm. and then like they have to do weird shit like especially with aiming no yeah it's not the real world at all they have to put the reticle down they have to If they constructed a human being that moved and saw the way the the game person would it be like some mutation creature? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they have to think in those terms, and yeah. So I guess you would be saying. Ah, uh, yeah. They, I mean, they actually have to deal with math and physics on a daily basis. Hmm. They, they're yeah. pretty good. Dude, and game designers also are fucking crazy. Uh, yeah. Now game designers, especially the ones who design, uh, not even game designers, like the creative writers, creative the ones writers. who design the storyline. Fuck. they're all really fucking good that's why if you look at the way like a game is designed today there's actually not that much code mm-hmm. yeah like a lot of it is done through those two platforms unreal and unity uh-huh. and it's possible for somebody who doesn't have to write any code today to like mm-hmm. create a game but again like you won't get exa- you won't get the feel you want 
it's like how you can build a website using a no code tool today yeah but you want like a specific flavor and a specific feel if to you it. have a specific vision then that won't be enough for you it'll never be but if you just want to open a donut website for your donut shop it's fine yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. those no code tools are constantly getting better that's true uh-huh. but so is our desire for like certain things mm. yeah i i was this reminds me of the you know hideo kojima yeah the game designer from japan yeah he made the uh, metal gear solid games mm. so i i saw a video where he about how his, he released this game called pt mm-hmm. and uh, actually he was supposed to make the silent hill games oh he was making something called the fox engine uh-huh. and that engine he was going to build the silent hill hill games on that engine but the konami the company he's worked for and he made that company famous with all their games he they fired him around oh and he he was forced to sign an nda Mm. and and apparently and then do they didn't only they didn't just fire him they burned their bridge with him it was like he won an award for his game for metal gear solid 5 and all that they didn't allow him to take the award crazy like all kind of shit they they all his all the archives on the website about news articles about him from 2013 before they deleted mm. everything and that game pt it was supposed to be silent hills it was just a demo they converted that took out all the silent hill stuff and kind of made it something else mm. they made it like it's a it's a vr horror game mm. not vr normal horror game not for ps4 or ps4 dude and that became like a viral hit because first of all it was damn scary it was a damn good game had crazy graphics this was on, it was on the fox engine and it was damn cryptic like it was very well constructed and till now people are not sure what what is the what was the story of that game what did it all mean because uh, there's so many theories fan mm-hmm. theories but no it, this is what the meaning is that's what the ending means one guy seems to have cracked it mm. uh, the story of that game is the story of hideo kojima it's basically a diss track against konami oh and he got around it like basically they made him sign an nda mm. so he couldn't say what happened mm. what had happened was the president hated him oh yeah because he was the face of konami ah uh, okay yeah and his games don't make bank Mm. And there was some new executive who made some bullshit mobile game with microtransactions that was tripling every anything Hideo Kojima had done. Mm. That guy quickly ri- rose to the top and became president. Mm. Yeah, and and apparently in the early stages Kojima was rude to that guy. Ah. So I, I don't understand like why are you even talking like what do you know about making games? You know. It's like the artist was You go and make your mobile games bro like like that. And that that guy ended up making becoming president now. and they demoted kojima they fired him and what not mm. and but he signed an nda so you couldn't tell people what had happened this game tells the story in a metaphorical way it is the greatest way to get around an nda crazy yeah and it worked and then after the game came out people started playing it konami realized what is happening and all the clues that answer that game they removed from the website all his interviews mm. before 2014 all deleted everything like scrubbed they realized what had happened but they couldn't sue him because it's an artistic expression it's man's a genius yeah and then he made death stranding all right guys that's where i'm going to leave you we wish you a happy bakreed please keep the brownie hot and ready for me thank you <laughs> see you guys